Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. If you don't know what we were just doing there, I just invite you to join in. Listen, I was raised Catholic. I went right from Catholic church to a Pentecostal service in one Sunday. I had no idea what was going on. Scared to death to go back, but I just kept going back. You maybe experience things that you're not used to. Just jump right in. There's a few amens out there. Some of you are like, well, we'll see. No, no. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. You need to understand something with God. That is God. That is his personality. His yes is yes. His no is no. Make your decision and hop right on in. Yeah, but what, really think about it. What do you have to lose? You ever thought about it? What do you have to lose exactly? It's not a cult here. I'm not telling you to follow me. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to read Bible verses to you today. It's told you're totally safe. Because it is the Holy Spirit that runs the show. It is the sword of the Spirit that runs the show. So hop right in. The Bible says yes, you say. The Bible says no, you say. Life is simple. We're the ones who complicate it with verbiage like, well, I believe. Or but, or if. No, those those don't apply to God. Whatever is more than yes or no is from the evil one. Where do you get that from? That's Jesus talking, by the way. Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. But let your yes be yes, your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And that is why the church worldwide is in such deep trouble. It's because their yeses are not yes and their noes are not noes. Do you know that they really don't even, well, this isn't the message yet, but who knows whether we'll ever get to that. Do you know that they really don't believe? The modern evangelical church really doesn't really believe in the second coming of Jesus. How can they? Like, how dare you say that? I don't care. Do they really? I mean, how in the world do you believe in the second coming of Jesus and not preach anything about vaccine passports and the mark of the beast? Do you really believe that Jesus is coming back? You really believe in the book of Revelation? I don't care whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, three-quarter trib, three-fifths trib. I don't care about your credentials and trib. It doesn't really matter. You should be preaching what the gospel says. They don't really believe Jesus is coming back because Jesus for them from day one has been a self-help group. Reaching your best life now. Better together. Alone together. <laughs> the new normal. Let's hop right in. They've never, they've never really believed the gospel of Jesus. I'm telling you right now that most of the American evangelical movements barely saved if they are saved. I'm being nice by saying barely saved because to be honest with you, in my personal opinion, most of them are not saved. Because they don't really believe the Bible. They just use the name of Jesus to proliferate their own religion. That's why Jesus' word is magnified above his name. Psalm 138 too. His word is magnified above all his name, is what that verse says. Because anybody can use the name to create any religion they want. We're doing this in the name of Jesus. We lock down in the name of Jesus. We wear masks in the name of Jesus. We're Canadian pastors right now petitioning the government to make vaccinations mandatory for you to attend church. That's happening? Yes! All around America even is starting to happen. You're going to have to have a vaccine passport to go to church. Don't worry, you're safe here. You're like, Tom, do you always have, what do you always have to talk about this? What do you want me to talk about? See, I'm not going to, I don't run from today's culture. I I don't run from the fact that the Taliban now has the 26th largest army in the nation, in the world. Do you know that? You know, who's, you know who's, Aaron got the stats for me. You know who's 25th and 27th? They're now larger than Italy, which is 27, and they're just under Germany, which is 25. So they're right between the access powers. 
and for him from World War II. Do you, do you realize that you know, the, the eyes of the Lord are always on Israel? From the very beginning of the, of the year to the very end of the year. The eyes of the Lord, a land for which the Lord your God loves. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. So what's happened now? Joe Biden has given 85 to $90 billion worth of military equipment to the Taliban, which is, by the way, more than 80% of all that's ever been given to the nation of Israel. You know what that is? Facts. That's the truth. From the reinception of Israel in 1948, that's 80% or more than the, that the United States has given Israel. It's now been given to the Taliban in a week. An Arab nation. A nation that hates Israel. And you, and you wonder who's anti-Semitic? Hmm, I wonder who that could be. Kind of strange how everything affects, a, actually helps a godless nation run by the CCP. You ever notice that? What's going on between China and Afghanistan right now? They're in endless negotiations one with another over their mineral rights, which, comp- which, are, which comprise computer chips. Funny how that works. All you got to do is give $1.5 billion to the president's son. And you get a whole country. You, you'll even get the President of the United States to leave hostages behind for you for negotiation. Oh, Tom, that's conspiracy. I, no, listen, folks, you can't be that dumb. Nobody's that dumb. Listen, you're wondering what, what are these politics from the pulpit? I'm not talking politics, these are facts. I'm not telling you what your tax rate should be. These are facts. You talk about abortion, that's murder. It's not politics. It's homicide. There's no politics involved in any of this. What is love for God, anyway? What is is love for God? What does it mean to love him? Every Christian should know this by heart. It's in 1 John 5, verse 3. This is love for God. What is it? To obey his commands. It really is that simple. Life is easy. It really is. It's not hard. You want to love God. What does that mean? Does that mean I worship him? Worship him can play a part, but it's a minor role in comparison to obedience. We know the struggle with Saul. Saul offered him all sort of worshipful sacrifice. And he was commanded by the prophet. To obey is better than sacrifice. 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. To heed than the fat of rams. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. You start off with obedience toward God. And I mean, listen, I mean simple obedience. Stop lying. Stop lusting. Stop having sex outside of marriage. If you don't, you're not going to heaven. I know you've been told that you are. Not at this church. But it starts off with that. That is love for God. Stop gossiping. There's going to be a lot of Christians absolutely riveted, stunned on the day of judgment to find out they're going straight to hell for gossiping when they got everything else right. You know you're nothing more than the rich young ruler. Everyone always jumps on these people as if it's not them. They don't see themselves in biblical characters. I do. I see myself in the rich young ruler. You know, a lot of you are looking at me like, I feel bad for you. I'm so glad that's not me. Are you sure? If you refuse to lay something down, if you're a gossip and you can never stop talking about other people, you're not going to heaven. Understand that. And you're separating yourself from friendships day after day, year after year. You're the rich young ruler who has everything else right. You worship. I don't know how you worship through the conviction of God, but people have made that an art form. They worship right through conviction. 
But Jesus said that, you know, the rich young ruler said, I've done all these things. Jesus said, well, here's just one thing for you. And he said, no. There's a lot of people in that condition. They will not lay it down. Whether it's sin or not, sin will be the one that costs you eternity, though. The one that I always pick on is weirdness. There's lots of Christians who will never have a ministry in their life because they're just too weird. They won't shut up. Listen, if I noticed that every time I walked in a room, people were avoiding me, I'd stop doing that which is causing people to avoid me. The weird continue to do it, thinking that someday it's going to change. What's that called? It's called insanity. That's why you're weird. You're insane. So if love for God, 1 John 5, 3, is to obey him, what's love for the world? If obedience is what determines what love is, then what's love for the world? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I wouldn't answer either. No, love for the world is, is obeying its commands. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 says, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. We have not received the spirit of the world. We're not to be in obedience to the spirit of the world. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 says this, See to it that no one takes you captive. Now who is that written to? The reprobate or the saved? Saved. saved. It's not, the reprobate's already captive. Now, Christian, see to it that no one takes you captive. How? Through hollow and deceptive philosophy. Better together. Together alone. Mask. Vaccinate. Lockdown. Separate. Hollow and deceptive philosophy, which we in this church will mock. And listen, I don't care. God sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I will mock it. I don't care. But understand that most churches can't. They've already been taken captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy. Which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. So it's demons and human tradition that has taken Christians captive. We are one. See to it. These verses are scattered throughout the Bible. It's found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. That's all everybody ever says. But the second part of the verse is, stand firm then, and do not be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. There you go, a deceptive philosophy making you captive. It's not just COVID. A lot of us are captive by many, many things you need. God has already told you what your cage is. But will you ever come out or make yourself comfortable in captivity? Quiet in here. See, that's my gift. <laughs> Said that on Friday night at the river. It's my gift to bring silence into a room. You know, you know people don't want to get rid of their cages. There's comfort there. It's comfort to endlessly scroll all night long. Oh, dopamine. Dopamine. Drug addict. And I make fun of drug addicts, but I really am one. Dopamine. See how quiet, see how quiet I make it? See it? Got a bunch of dopamine addicts in here. True. I keep you out of the Bible. Just give you dopamine instead. Keep you right out of the Bible. Yeah, the Bible's not as exciting to see what Joe Blow's doing on Facebook today. What, what form of pork did he eat today? <laughs> Oh, wow. Look at all the people in their fake lives. See, you don't know. Some of you know. Most of you don't. You got you to pastor a church to know. Doesn't, believe me, it doesn't put me above you. It might make me underneath you to know. See, I, I see it I, I, because I know what's going on with people, especially when we were a smaller church. And there's like 100, 150 people. I know them all. And the people that put on, I just want to say that I love my bride. And on our 13th anniversary, she's just the most wonderful thing that ever happened to me. They hate each other. I know them. I know them. She hates him. 
I know them. All the time when you see it, you, uh, if it was possible and I wouldn't go to hell for gossip, I'd tell you. Stop wanting to be like them. They're wretches. They hate each other. I'm telling you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking at about 80%. This will stop some of you from endlessly taking pictures of yourself, which you need to stop doing anyway. <laughs> Knock it off. Read the Bible instead of taking a picture of yourself. We have all seen your kids. We get it already. You're welcome. Just trying to help you. I'm not coming back. Well, then you defy the Holy Spirit. God sent you here, and you got to stay. There's nothing else out there. Go try. There's nothing. You're like, how dare you say that? Well, you can go, you can drive right about an hour and 24 minutes south north of here, the river. That's the next nearest one. You think Rodney will be easy on you? You're not even allowed to wear a mask in this church. You're not allowed, if you're vaccinated, you're not allowed in. Do you know that? Not allowed in. See how sweet I am? I got a don't, don't ask, don't tell philosophy going on here. But he, listen, you're an idiot if you take the vaccine. I'm just saying. There's different things and different, you know, there's things he lets in that I don't and things I let in that he doesn't, whatever it may be. But listen, you, there aren't many churches preaching the gospel. You can run, you can ask people, ask people who left this church. Well, we went, we looked here, we looked there, ain't nothing. You choose to live in offense instead? Get over yourself. You offended me too. Again, people don't know. Well, that person, I don't know why they left. They just disappeared. You don't know. You don't know. I know, and I'm not going to tell you. You got to go where the gospel's being preached. You get offended, you get offended. Shake it off. I get offended by you guys all the time. I shake it off. I'm still here. 16, 17 years, I'm right here. I get offended all the time. People quit the church all the time. I told you this year we have more people than we've ever had before by a lot. But we also had more people get up and leave in the middle of services. Never seen it before. I actually, I've, I've thought about saying things to them just for the fun of it. But you never know whether they're leaving early for work or something, so I don't. Because you're like, Tom, that you could cause people to never come back. I don't care. But see, my, my job is, the not to keep, is not to keep you in the building. My job is to preach the gospel. If that keeps you in, it keeps you in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Tom, are you telling me it doesn't drastically affect you when people leave? No. I know you want it to, some of you, because that's your whole life. How can I make people feel? You worship humanity. You need to burn incense to it when you get home today. I worship God. I care what he thinks. That's it. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition, the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. Now, what are some, some current hollow and deceptive philosophies that the church has wrapped themselves in? I have a list. Masks, vaccinations, lockdowns, vaccine passports, 15 days to flatten the curve. What's this have to do? Where's that in the Bible? Let's lock down because of a 99.9% survival virus. I'm looking right here. I happen to be in Proverbs. Got my little note here. It's not on my notes. It's not in Proverbs. Where is that exactly? Well, no, Tom, you know, we believe the Bible, but, you know, you have, you have to use wisdom. That's not in the Bible either. God's not asking for your wisdom. He says, do, you do. He says, don't, you don't. He says, yes, you say yes. He, say, he says, no, you say no. You got cops, military, and medicine all mingled together. That's a hollow and deceptive philosophy. Australia's gone, folks. It's gone. I don't know if it'll ever come back. I'm glad they're, they're an island out in the middle of nowhere. They can go back to the prison that they once were. 
They were a penal colony for the British Empire. That's how they started. That's what they are now. They're building three COVID camps, folks. That's not a lie. I mean, the police pull it up. Oh, Tom, you're just, you're the evangelical version of Alex Jones. No, I'm not. This is in their newspapers. They're proud of it. They have a website dedicated to it. The people who are doing it are talking and exclaiming about how great it's going to be for the economy to have their three COVID camps with an airport that flies right in. You fly right in, check into your COVID camp. And it's for, it's for the people who refuse to vaccinate. It's going to be for the people who, are, who their phone goes off with their QR code that says you've come within 10 feet of an infected patient. Please report to your local COVID camp. It's already happened. I have a video of it. It's from the local news. They're very proud. He was confused, but yet compliant. Shows up in their driveway with their van, five, six cops. Giant muscle-bound dude just happily walked into the van, went off to the COVID hotel because they haven't built the camps yet. It's gone. Why? Because the church in Australia didn't let their yes be yes and their no be no. They added their wisdom. They started off sentences with I believe or I feel or this was my past experience. Other hollow and deceptive philosophies? Other people watch out for my health. When did that start? Tell me why I'm responsible for your health. When did, that, when did you start to quarantine the healthy? Hollow and deceptive. You're like, Tom, that's politics, is it? Then why are all the churches closed? Why, tell, me, tell me why in the country just north of us, there's not a church that's open. Tell me why in the country just north of us that the pastors are petitioning the government to make vaccinations mandatory to enter a church building. Tell me how that's politics. How is that politics? It's not politics. It's the Bible unfolding before your very eyes and it needs to be preached. Why, why preach about it? Oh, it's just over. It's not over. If you want your kids to have kids, then you're going to have to fight. They can't fight for themselves. Whether they're zero to 15 or 16 years old, they're not ready to fight for themselves. It's got to be you. Otherwise, you're not going to be a grandparent. Jesus is going to come back and scorch this earth and spill blood to the level of a horse's bridle. Where do you get that from? That's the Bible. That's the real Jesus. That's the angel of the Lord sent to spill blood to the horse's bridle worldwide. That's the Bible. But I believe that we can turn it back. That we can hold back the vengeance of the Lord. Because it's going to happen. I told you, most in the evangelical community, they don't believe in the judgment of God. They say they believe in the rapture of the church, but they don't. They'd be preaching about this now. Their, their vessels of oil are completely empty. Their eyes are somewhere else. They're not watching and waiting and seeing when the Lord will come back. Another hollow and deceptive philosophy is people loving to avoid and ignore facts and reality. I can, listen, this, these are not right-wing sites that I get graphs from. I showed it last night. How many of you have heard, the, have heard the world's deceptive and hollow philosophy of we're being overrun and all the hospitals are full? There's a hospital here or a hospital there that might be full, but they are not remotely overrun. I showed the graphs last night. Some of them come from the Becker's report, which is a report on the entire medical system. It's got nothing to do with Republican, Democrat, Evangelical, or Satan worshiper. These are just facts. They show the lines on top, one line on top of the other. And when COVID bubbles... It should bubble out the attendance at hospitals, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. Showed two countries and one state last night. The United States, Texas, and Germany. When COVID spiked, it had no effect on their hospitals. Facts. We, listen, I, I've shown you before, but somebody added, I showed you Venice Hospital, I showed you Inglewood Hospital, and then somebody sent me Sarasota Memorial Hospital. There's a soul in there. We're being overrun. It's a lie. 
That's your yes, be yes, your no, be no. That's a lie. There's an occasional, there's an occasional hospital that gets overrun. By overrun, I just mean full. When you see ICU reports, they're, they're 80 to 90% full. They always are. You ever you see the people don't go visit people in hospitals, so they don't know. I've been in hospitals my whole adult life. From police work to pastoring this church, I've been visiting people in hospitals my entire life. Been taking people there. ICUs are always 80 to 90% full. It's lies. It's a deceptive philosophy. And the church goes, well, how can we comply to help then? We believe you again. Been lied to from day one, and they're still believing. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, lest, sh- lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. How is it that the church is so ignorant? What, what is the devil's chief device? Lies. He's a murderer from the beginning. We know this from John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45. He's a murderer from the beginning. We've got that. And isn't it funny how all those who are allegedly trying to save lives are the ones who take the most? The response to COVID has cost 300 million people, 300 million, 300 million people to starve to death. That's not me. That's from the United Nations, that bastion of conservatism. Facts. 300 million people so far have starved to death because of the worldwide response to COVID-19. So to save three to four million, they've starved to death 300 million. They're murderers from the beginning. Like Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 44, you are of your father, the devil, and you'll do anything to fulfill his will. So you always will find those who are claiming to try to save the most lives are the biggest murderers. Kids in cages, they're the murderers. And there were no kids in cages, so there was lies. And then the church says, how can I comply with these people? They tell, so those people who pull a baby out, peace by bloody peace, look at me, alive, are the ones who tell you to put on a mask and you do it. You take advice from murderers? Well, they're not murderers. Abortion's political. Really? You ask God on the day of judgment what he thinks. He will not say that abortion is political on the day of judgment. We're not ignorant of his devices. We are looking for lies and murder. Simple. I told you life is simple. Look for the lies and look for the murderers. It's all you got to do. Whether it's J.B. Pritzker in Illinois putting out his next lockdown and mask man, he's the governor. What does J.B. Pritzker do in his, in his personal time? He vacations here, maskless. Why he dictates to his own state, your child who's two or more shall wear a mask. He comes down here in his big fat body. He's a hundo over, minimum hundo over. Maskless, I'm living large in many different ways. <laughs> They're liars. And he's a baby butchering monstrosity. They always just look for the lies and the murderers. You'll know. It's easy. Don't need to be ignorant of his devices. As soon as COVID came out, I went, <laughs> something stinks. Something stinks. And the rest of the church complied. They're ignorant of his devices. I know I'm preaching to the choir in this room, but there'll be a couple thousand people that watch this message today. They need to hear it. A lot of people are absolutely stunned when they walk into this church. It may sound to you like I'm bragging about this church. If you think that, you don't know me. I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just saying nobody preaches the gospel. Nobody does. 1 Corinthians 3.19 says, For the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. For it is written, written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. 
Lockdowns and vaccinations are foolishness to God. Look for, look again, follow the death. What's the suicide rate in 2021 and 2020? Leagues above 19, 18, and 17. Put that graph on the podcast last night too. Follow the death. It's the cunning, it's the cunningness of the enemy. Liar and a murderer from the beginning and those that follow him. Ecclesiastes 8.17 says this. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all his efforts to search it out, man cannot discover its meaning. Even if a wise man claims he knows, he cannot really comprehend it. All these wise people that are putting out their dictates are murderers and liars. All of them, Tom? The ones who are putting out worldwide orders to mark you, separate you, vaccinate you, quarantine you. Yes, they're murderers and liars. There's not one of them that's not pro-choice. It's not pro-murder. You don't follow them. If you do, you love them. You're like, Tom, I've already taken the vaccine. What do I do? Repent. Pray God leeches that out of your body and heals all the harm that's been done. It's not over for you. It's not the mark of the beast. I don't care what, I don't care what some idiot on Facebook says. Well, the mark of the beast, uh, it's symbolic that on their right hand or on their forehead, what that deeply means, that doesn't mean deeply squat, moron. If it's not a mark on your right hand or on your forehead, it's not the mark of the beast, dummy. Tom, why are you so mean? Because I'm, so, listen, because all these people shipwreck people's faith. The mark of the beast is the mark of the beast. It'll be a visible mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Oh, that could never happen. I know the church doesn't believe it. Church doesn't believe in the rapture. They don't believe there's going to be people walking around with marks on their forehead. Really? Oh, it, the, the, the world is not compliant? I'm telling you right now, if I became Dr. Lipe, I could fake it all. They call myself Dr. Lipley. And tell everybody that COVID rises from the ground and you need to wear a giant pink tutu around and nothing else. No underwear, no shirt, nothing. People will do it. They're very compliant souls. Tutus only. You'll save your life. Tutus and a mask, of course. Of course, double. And vaccinate, everybody will do it. You don't think people put a mark on their, on their right hand or on their forehead? Come on. What's the technology that's being worked on right now? Quantum dot tattooing. It'd be a big giant QR code right on their forehead. Listen, the churches will be full of these people worshiping and thinking they're righteous. You doubt me? They'll be full of it. Churches will be full of people worship, singing the same songs. You're worthy of it all. They'll be all their hands up with their QR code right in the middle of their forehead, blind. Thinking they're going to heaven. They have no chance of going to heaven. If you took the vaccination, that's not you. Pray that God leeches that toxin out of your body. Now, in Jesus' name. And say, I turn from that garbage in Jesus' name. Lord, heal the damage that it's already done to my body in Jesus' name. People are dropping dead by the thousands, folks. You need to understand that. Brazil, 32,000 dead from the vaccine. The United States alleges under 14,000. That's a lie. The numbers coming out of the European Union, I believe that I saw 54,000. And those are lies. Do you think they're telling the truth? Israel, by contract, is not allowed to reveal their, anti, their, their adverse effects from vaccines for 10 years, by contract with Pfizer. It's absolute fact. They're not hiding it. It's on their own websites. They're under contract to Pfizer and Moderna that they're not allowed to reveal the adverse effects of the vaccines publicly. But you know what's happening in Israel? Israel. 
They can't directly talk about the vaccines themselves, but the largest hot spot in the world for COVID right now is where? Israel. Strange, isn't it? Because they're 70 to 90% vaccinated. Strange. I, I don't know why there'd be such a hot spot when you jam-pack somebody's bloodstream with 250 times the normal viral load of an infected person. Right? I wonder, I wonder why that happens. Why is it that Israel just became banned in Sweden? You're not allowed to travel from Israel to Sweden. But they're the most vaxxed country on the planet. The number one vaxxed country in the planet is Israel and then Mongolia. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> Mongolia is eaten alive with COVID. They're number two, eaten alive. Iceland's in the top 10, eaten alive with COVID. Everybody's got it. They're all vaccinated. Look at these numbers. Oh, well, well, they tell you though, right? Well, it doesn't stop transmission. Well, what's the point then? But it will stop severe illness. Really? Well, let's look. In Israel, this is from the medical director of the Herzog Hospital in Jerusalem. Kind of a reliable source, right? 85 to 90% of their hospitalizations are fully vaxxed people. Hospitalization means serious infection, correct? 85 to 90% of their hospitalizations are double jabbed, fully vaxxed. Did Joe Biden prances about saying that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Why? 95% of their severe patients, 95% of their severe patients are fully vaxxed. Why get the vaccination? Explain it to me. I, I, I want the philosophy. I want someone to explain it to me. Why is it they're afraid of me, the unvaxxed? If your vaccination works, then why are you worried about me? And then why, if, why would you want me to take the vaccination that doesn't make you feel secure? You don't feel secure about it, then why would you want me to take it? If you don't believe it works for you, then why do you believe that it'll work for you once I take it? So what have they just mandated in Israel? 80, 85 to 90% of their overall hospitalizations for COVID are fully vaxxed. 95% of their severe COVID patients are fully vaxxed. So what do they do? They mandate a third booster shot. <laughs> Truth. But don't worry, COVID-caving pastors, COVID-caving Christians, it's all about your health. The reports are going to start coming in because there's no way to avoid it. The adverse effects from the vaccines, they're not allowed to put in newspaper articles, but they can be in their hospital data, which, by the way, in Israel, is far more clear and far more honest than ours. This is going to leach out in America. They're lying to you about hospitals full of the unvaccinated. They're lying to you. So what is love for the world? To obey its commands. Take a third booster. But wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. 95% of your severe patients are fully vaccinated. Yeah, we'll take a booster anyway. I love the world. I love the world. Get, get me the booster as quick as you can. Stat. That's love for the world. Tom, that's politics. No, folks. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in the entire European Union. He causes all, both small and great. You want Bible verses? He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in the entire European Union without a QR code on your phone that says that you are fully vaxxed. Okay, bud, don't need you shouting out in the back after everything. Got it? This needs to be preached. Without hesitation, it's not politics. 
If, you don't, if you're going to a church that doesn't preach this, you are at the wrong church. You know, there's none within 500 miles of me, then start your own Bible study. A lot of people get lulled to sleep year after year. People have walked into this church and they've gone, I didn't realize what I was missing. Because all that you ever went into was heard words like fantastic and awesome and we're so glad you're here and what can we do to serve you? No, you need to have the word preached to you and have it cut you and divide you and cause it to discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. So what is love for the world? It's to obey its commands. Don't do it. 1 John 2, 15 and 16 says, do not love the world. You know what that means? Don't love it. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You can't love God and love masks any more than you can love God and love lion. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, what, what does everything mean? Everything, for everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his flesh, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord of hosts. 2 Corinthians 6.17. I said this to you last week, or it may have just been the second service. I can't remember which messages I preach in which service. How about instead of us doing the religious stuff, well, you know, you know, Jesus ate with the tax collectors, and that's used as a model for watering down the gospel. Just because Jesus went and sat with sinners didn't mean that he wasn't preaching the gospel when he sat with them. He didn't go in and get drunk with the sinners. He didn't go in and hang out with bar flies. He, he went in and preached the gospel to them. How about instead of the usual stuff, well, you know what, we need to have compassion. We need to you know, reach them where they're at. Where's that in the Bible? Show me. Show me in the Bible where it is where we need to reach out to them, go, meet them where they are. Is that the Bible? I know some of you are afraid to answer. I wouldn't answer out loud in this church either. I'm just telling you. How about instead of all of those lukewarm sayings and slogans, how about instead we shine? How about you shine? How about you stand out? You come out from among them and be separate. Shine. Oh, be separate. That's not, that's not, that's not Christ-like. It's the Bible. The Bible says it. Well, I believe that we need to reach out and we need to, you know, go, you know, meet people where they're at and, you know, love on them and, and make them feel welcome. That's not the Bible. Listen, I'll shake your hand, I'll hug your neck. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to make you feel comfortable in here. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. That's what you do. Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're not helping people or feeding the hungry, healing the sick. It means you shine, you stand out, something different about you. See how quiet it is in here? People don't want to accept it. These are Bible verses. This is the true gospel of Jesus. The stuff you learned at the ark church, the abundant this and the ghost this, that wasn't the Bible. That was an indoctrination to put you asleep so you pay tithes for eternity in that church. They don't want to rock your world. They, you know, they, if they make you upset, if they say that you're an idiot for taking the vaccine, people will leave. I don't care. Doesn't mean I don't love you. I'd love you enough not to care if you leave. See, people don't get it. You're not getting it. I'm looking at the faces right now. I'm going to have, try to have you get it in the next uh, 12 minutes. And we're leaving. You're, you're, a lot of you are afraid to get it because you, you don't understand the gospel. What you've been preached to is a church 101 book. How to Build a Church 101 by Pastor Goodbody. 
He needed the Bible. Instead of all these mamsy, pamsy slogans and religiosities, you should shine. Let's break that down though. You can't shine if you're the same level of illumination as everybody around you. Listen, I, I have to use myself as an example because it's all that I have. Do you think that my level of illumination is the same as everybody's around me or do you think I stand out? Then I'm the same as you. God's not a respecter of persons. You should stand out too. Do you think I stand out at my family reunions? Yes, I stand out. When I'm walking around Home Depot, I'm not there to make people feel comfortable. I'm there to buy nails. <laughs> I usually buy Gorilla Tape whenever I'm there too. Whatever I need and a roll of Gorilla Tape. <laughs> Wheelbarrow, Gorilla Tape. Weed Whacker, Gorilla Tape. I do the same thing every time I go in there. And when I walk through, when I walk through Home Depot in the midst of, in the hot spot of COVID or whatever you want to call it, people are like, and I stared right back at them. <laughs> eat it, eat it. I'm not afraid like you. I'm not an idiot. This is 99.9% survivable. They're issuing warrants in Australia for people who walked around and sneezed in public. I'm not living like that. You can't shine if you're indistinguishable. You gotta be brighter. And you will lose friends. Mommy might not even like you anymore. But you're supposed to choose Jesus over mom. He who loves father or mother, son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You make the choice. Matthew 6, 23 says this. If therefore the light that is in you is, is darkness, how great is that darkness? What's the verse after that? I don't even have this for the guys up there. Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters. For either he will love the one and despise the other or hold to the one. It's no man can serve two masters. For either he will love the one and hate the other or hold to the one and despise the other. You can't serve two masters. You have to go one way or the other. You either believe that you're safe or you don't or you do not. There's no way. What's it called if you're halfway in between? Lukewarm, double-minded. Those are thought highly of in Scripture. Lukewarm, spewed out of God's mouth, double-minded, unstable. There's a lovely description. It's yes or no. You know, people would be better off to say, just say it out loud. I don't believe in the protection of God. I don't believe the healing of God. God respects that. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'll spew thee out of my mouth. God respects it when you just say, I'm ice cold. Boom, I'm ice cold. Some of you need to go to your parents and to your relatives and tell them, listen, I don't want to attend church. I have no interest in God. Just tell them. Stop playing around. You're damaging yourself. You're better off. God says, you know what, be cold then. I would prefer it. Not somebody who's in and out. Listen, and there's different levels of lukewarm. If it's sin, then it's unto hell. If it's about healing or prosperity, you're like, well, you know, healing is always easy to use. Well, I believe God can heal, but you never know if he will. It's up to him, you know, his sovereignty. You're lukewarm. You're lukewarm with healing. Well, you know, I can't afford to tithe. You're lukewarm financially. And you love money, which is the root of all. There you go. You don't tithe, you love money. Sorry. Whoops. Walked into the wrong church. That just cost me 27 people. I don't care. I want to set you free. Another pastor after my money. I told you this a couple weeks ago. I made more money at the sheriff's office than I did pastoring this church. I didn't take a raise coming here. 
Man, it's easier to the sheriff's office than it is pastoring a church. Way easier. I don't have to worry about offending people who are in the backseat of the police car. <laughs> Not that I worry about it now either. But a lot of Christians, going back to Matthew 6, 23, seven, eight minutes to go. Everybody good? A lot of Christians, their light that they're shedding to everybody is darkness. Now you have to use wisdom. Darkness. I'm afraid of a virus. Darkness. I'm lukewarm. You know what? I'm a Christian as long as some hot girl doesn't come up to me. Darkness. I'm a Christian in every circumstance except that one. Rich young ruler. Darkness. Their light is darkness. It's compromise. The light has to be shine and it bothers people's eyes. If your light that you're shining is darkness, Jesus says, how great is that darkness? It's not just when people are dark on the inside. It's when they think that what the darkness that they have is actually light. Hey, you know what? I need to tell you something about Pastor Tom, you know, have some concerns. Darkness, and you think it's light. You're like a false prophet ministering darkness in the name of light. I think, you know, to love thy neighbor, you know, even though that I personally am receiving full paycheck and everybody in my church is going bankrupt because I got all that PPP money that I never have to pay back except when they tell me to have transgender bathrooms and I will comply because that's just the guy that I am. That's just the minister of the gospel of Jesus that I am. You're a minister of darkness. Being used by the antichrist spirit. That's some deep darkness. Finishing with this. Jesus said you are the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. He didn't say that he was the light of the world. He transferred that to you. He was as he was on earth. He was the light of the world. But as he left he said what? You are the light of the world. But most Christians are indistinguishable. The McDonald's is closed, the church is closed. One of the saddest things I've ever seen. It really bothered me the whole rest of the day. I really don't know why. But on Clark Road, there's a Chick-fil-A there in Sarasota. And I mean, what I would do so it wasn't embarrassing when I worked in the sheriff's office is I would go there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I would have gone five days a week except for it was ridiculous. Even though Monday, Wednesday, Friday is pretty ridiculous in and of itself. They knew me, they knew my name, and they knew my order. <laughs> Two spicy chicken sandwiches, large Coke, that's it. Yeah, thank you. I just, that's all I just roll up. Usual, usual. So I mixed in McDonald's on Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> so they knew me there too. But I pulled into that Chick-fil-A, I picked up Norma at the airport, and that Chick-fil-A's indoor restaurant's closed for forever. It's just a permanent drive-through. They used to be a community hub. I used to go in there occasionally. Most of the time I'd go through the drive-through, but I would occasionally meet other cops there for lunch. It's full of people, full of people. With Chick-fil-A, the, the employees would go and it actually, you could just go, you could actually say, hey, can I get a milkshake? And you're like, Tom, do you have vast experience? Yeah, I have vast experience in there. And it, was, it was a community, there's little kids in there Grandparents with it, now it's gone. It's a sad, sad thing. It's darkness. It's cl- I know the owner. It's a sad thing. Because they complied. You're to be a light in the darkness, not join the darkness and then call your darkness light. Look how, because that's what people would say. Look at, we're the light. We close down to save lives. No, you're darkness. You shut down humanity. Humanity is not a drive-through existence. I know that these things are creating that. I refuse it in my life. I go to personal things. I meet with people in person, and this freaking thing gets shut off. You're at dinner with me. You will not see me texting while I'm at dinner with you. My focus is on you. You want to see me give you somebody a dirty look, it'll be my wife or even looking at her phone while we're eating. 
darkness in the name of light. Saving lives while killing 300 million. Trying to save the three or four million that allegedly have died, which is also a false number. It's darkness being preached in the name of light. Finishing right here. You are the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Here's a list for you. We are not to comply. This is the police car pulls you over on the way home. Comply. Rome, listen, Romans 13 is about complying with normal things. Look at me. Don't murder anybody. There you go. When you go to Walmart and you put stuff in your cart, pay for it. That's what that's about. It's not about draconian, tyrannical measures that you just comply to. Otherwise, why are all the Christians funding underground churches? Those same Christians that closed their church in March of 2020 send millions of dollars to the underground church in Saudi Arabia, the underground church in China, the underground church in, in Russia many years ago in the USSR, the underground church in numerous other locations, and then closed their own church down in the name of, of obeying their ruling authorities. It's not what it's about. Once again, preaching darkness in the name of light. We are not to comply. That's Christianity. Jesus didn't comply. Jesus was nailed to a cross for breaking the law. We're not to blend in. Light doesn't blend in. We're not to show our love by being indistinguishable. That's the modern art church philosophy. Make yourself indistinguishable so then they don't feel like they have to take a big leap into Christianity because you, you are barely distinguishable, if distinguishable at all, so you know what, they'll feel comfortable here. They shouldn't feel comfortable. They should feel loved. That's how they should feel. Because once again, I tell you, it is not your call to be loved. It is your call to love. And love rejoices in the truth. Really, I'm finishing right here. People think light means Tinkerbell and kindness. Be a light. Let your light shine. No, light is revelation. Really are. We're going to do a very, very quick closing prayer, and it's going to be it, so stay with me, because you need to hear these last couple verses. Light is revelation. So that means you are the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, right? It means you are the revelation of the world. Ouch. That means you put out the ideal. You're supposed to be living the ideal life for everybody to see. Your marriage is the best. You're healthy. You're wealthy. You're wise. You're a giver. Quiet in here. I thought I was supposed to be a pulper to win pulpers. No, you're a city on a hill. You're distinguished. You come out and been separate. You shine. Don't put out religiosities. You shine. People are like, oh, there is something different about them. If you just, if you just start thinking of the word as seed and implement it, you'll see massive growth. You will actually see people saying that you shine, that you stand out. You give them the ideal life, but you also show them that they don't have it. You show them what they ought to be in comparison to what they are. And this is where I'm finishing, and that can go either way. When you show people the ideal, when you show people what they don't have and what they ought to be, is that always well received? That's what Jesus did. Jesus came in and was giving sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, and raising the dead, and they nailed him to the cross. Showing them what they should be. And the very religious elite of the day nailed him to the cross. Worship team, make your way. Finishing right here. So it can go either way. John chapter 3 verse 20 says, for everyone practicing evil hates the light. Who's the light? Look at me now. Who's the light? We are. Jesus gave it over to you in Matthew chapter 5 at the Sermon on the Mount. Gave it to you. Everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to light lest their deeds be exposed. 
The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. John chapter one, verse five. So you can go that way. It can go where for everyone practice evil, hate you. Or it can go to the light shines in the darkness and they don't get it, right? Or it can go this way. Daily, thousands were added to their numbers, those who are being saved. Acts chapter two, verse 41. But in order to get to that place, you have to shine. You don't become indistinguishable to win people that are in the darkness. You don't become darkness to win those in the darkness. You're a shining city on a hill, separated. And they look up and they go, man, I want what that person has. That's what you do. Not in a bragging way. Nobody ever knows. You don't have to say a word. That sets all the weird people free in here. You don't need to say a word. Just shine. Just shine. And they'll notice you. Stand with. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on gift.